have been there Lost in a bit Still I want Just one kiss Strumming through your Hello everybody, I'm sitting here with some amazing people right now. We got Farid and Yasi. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you. So I met Farid back uh, at a party not long ago where he was playing a beautiful show. I had no idea who he was. Um, and just connected, amazing human being, and he came in for some headshots, just to vibe out, and now we're doing a podcast on my back porch. So... Anyways, uh, I'm curious, you know, I want to hear like a little bio background, how you got into music, you know, um, introduce yourself as well, Yassi, and, um, you know, before we get into it, of course, as always, big shout out to Brain Juice and West China Tea Company, some amazing people running those companies, doing great things in the world. Google them, um, go support, you can buy Brain Juice online, you can buy it in Whole Foods, West China Tea Company, importing some of the best Chinese tea in the world straight to Austin, Texas. Um, amazing people. So go support them. And if you want to support this podcast, go book a headshot at theperfectheadshot.com. So anyways, Farid, you know, what's your bio background? How'd you get into it? You know, tell me, tell me the roots. Well, hi, thank you <laughs> for, um, thanks for having me, Yannick. It's, it's good being back in Austin. It's a uh, good uh, meeting you and first I must just commend what you're doing. You know, these, mm-hmm. I came in today, I think, I think I got one of the best photographs of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you know, uh, music has always been my my way of communicating with the world. Even before I knew how to make music, I, I thought musically. And, you know, sometimes you... You surprise yourself, you know. I, 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 even still to this day, sometimes I'm in, I'm, I'm in complete disbelief that this is what I do. I wake up in the morning, I think about music. I go to bed at night thinking about music. And my dreams, I'm probably making music. It's a pretty crazy thing. I, I, <laughs> being an artist and really expressing that creative, I mean. You know, I'm a photographer. You you are a fantastic photographer. Farid was showing me some of his stuff on his <laughs> iPhone and I was just blown away. So you're Thank just you. you're just a visionary. You're just one of those people. You're connected to the source, you're expressing whatever it is. And uh, so yeah, I, I think mm. there's a lot of parallels between music and photography and what you're For saying, sure. you know, you're breathing it, you're living it every single day. It's like yeah. You wake up and it's like, wow, this is my life. Mm-hmm. When you get to produce. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty beautiful. And your music, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. next level stuff. Thank you so much for for witnessing this. You know, and I, I'm, I'm witnessing you as well. Just coming to Yannick's uh, studio here in Austin is kind of incredible experience on its own. Mm. <laughs> this this room I'm sitting in right now, I wish I could describe what I am seeing. I'm in a bungalow up in the canopy with <laughs> with flowers and hummingbirds and and bees floating about as there is these beautiful white linen drapes all around me you know vision is art art is vision and 
I, I feel that photography and music, you know, they're both capturing something. You're capturing a story. You're capturing a, a essence of what is being felt in the moment. Um, this this album, you know, we, we started out this podcast with um, a song. Actually, I just heard one of my final mixes for the album coming out, releasing on October 8th, Into the Night. All of that was really very much morphed with photography. It's interesting you you brought up my photography because I was I was recording and creating in West Texas in the landscape and mm. overlooking the Rio Grande Valley in Mexico, just over Dude. yonder beyond the mountain range, and all of that really captured the sounds, you know. And so yeah, you know, I th I think. I think what has mostly been influencing me as of late, if I want to speak about something tangible, yeah, is yeah. a space, creating space, creating uh, the void so that you can actually wander about and contemplate rather than a, a dictatorial sound telling you exactly what to think, exactly what to feel. I, I, I find sometimes the most influential and effective music has been the melody and the rhythm that allows me to explore explore myself gives me the opportunity to make maybe make a left or make a right not listen to a gps voice being like turn left you know totally man. <laughs> just be like no go whichever direction you want to go following the intuition it's a huge part of um, living a life that's i mean in alignment with yourself if you can't really get in touch um once you do at least it's it's a beautiful thing the flow state that follows that can be your life is fucking totally incredible um but going back so you you're actually releasing this album that's like part of the podcast here so you're that piece was from the album <clears throat> into the night correct well that piece mm -hmm. was called dusty grape leaves okay. but it it is in the album called into the night yes it... and so you are doing an album release show mm -hmm. coming up very shortly here in Austin Texas at the Austin Scottish Rite Theater. Mm -hmm. um, would you like to mm -hmm. fill us in on that? Uh, yeah, Yassi's. so um, I am one of the producers for the CD release party in concert. And uh, his show is going to be at the Austin Scottish Rite Theater. Doors open at 8. Show starts at 8.30. You can purchase tickets at intothenight.brownpapertickets.com. And if you guys need any more information or want to make reservations, you can text or call me at 361-510-7585. Um, and Yannick, thank you for having us here. I'm like honored. <laughs> I'm sitting with a talented musician <laughs> and a talented photographer. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. I have to say it's always a two-way street. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, anybody that was vibing whatsoever with that song just now, mm -hmm. go to the show. It's going to be yeah. life-changing. I had no idea what I was getting into when I went. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a party. Someone's going to be playing. Okay, cool. I went, and it was just like, whoa, total spiritual experience unlike anything else. Check it out.
دور چشمه و بابودی خانوس قلب دریای توفانی قریب بودی قریب خوبی نداره کلاره کلاره So a hundred year ontology of Persian classical music. Can you describe a little bit what it's going to be like on the 8th? Yes. Um, a hundred-year ontology of Persian classical music is a, it's a very broad statement. And, you know, the attempt in which we are embarking on is to portray what, what Persian classical music served for the generations, the various generations. So, About a hundred years ago, during the Qajar dynastic period, you had music being performed in the court and in these beautiful gardens, these beautiful Persian lavish gardens where two or three musicians with usually long neck lutes of the sort, either the, the Persian tar or the Persian sitar, with a, a goblet drum by the name of tombek or maybe a... a uh, a wind instrument by the name of Ney. Uh, three or two musicians would sit up there with a poet and very simple expression, oftentimes imitating what you would hear in a garden. A nightingale sing, a bird. And, and this music, you know, is the roots. This is a root of Persian classical music. It's the simplicity Uh, but yet the complexity that allows you to improvise endlessly. And the concert on the 8th will begin with this description, this, this idea that we are trying to embark on, on an era, an era where there weren't very many sounds in the sky of planes and jets and, and traffic and honking and, and yelling and, and your phone text and your, SMA, your text messages going off and you know your notifications on Facebook and all this random modernity you know like hopefully we can strip the the early parts of the night of of what we're bombarded with daily but the concert progresses and and it's about a two-hour show the first hour will mostly be music um, from from a very old time in Iran but as we go into the second set we will begin to feel a diasporic change, a diasporic twist on Persian music and, and the way we interpret it, you know, it becomes susceptible to what we are now. So me as an, as an American, Iranian or Iranian-American, whatever identity one wants to put me in, I, the music will begin to reflect a morphing and metamorphosis of what what that simplicity can be next to, for example, a drum set or a bass or an Indian tabla and how the music takes on a different role 
I, I'm obviously singing in English as well, the first piece you heard. So it's definitely more accessible, accessible in the sense that you don't necessarily have to be an Iranian to understand what this music is trying to convey. Usually you don't even have to be from any particular part of the world to understand their music because again going back to the notion that photography and music you know we're it's capturing an essence so yeah i think one thing about music that is is just undebatable is it's it's the universal language and no matter who you are whether you're even a human or an animal these sounds are completely completely describing just what exists and you know you don't need to speak a language to admire the beauty of it so um i have no idea what's going on when you're up there performing but i know that it's true and i know it's right and it sounds beautiful it's uh you know i really watched I, I, i photographed the event when i saw you play first and i mean i watched people transcend through your music it was it was unbelievable it was like I'm sitting in the back of the room taking pictures and I just see people laying down on the ground with their eyes closed just in complete deep state and people just 100% there 100% present and it's it's very different than a lot of the music musical experiences I think we in the west in uh, suburban you know big cities experience on a day-to-day basis so it's a beautiful gift you bring to the planet and uh, I'm pretty stoked for the show to be honest so am I <laughs> I'm stoked <laughs> I'm stoked to have you there Yannick and um, I'm really stoked playing with these musicians from, from all over the world there is uh, there is a Keman chip player by the name of Misal Ishaqi which I I will dare any anyone who is not familiar with guttural sounds to try to <laughs> pronounce that name uh, and his brother uh, Matin Ishaqi who they they will be playing the Kamonche and the Tombaik and Daf and they're phenomenal. I performed with them a couple of years back in Los Angeles in a in a big auditorium and uh, them coming to Austin for the first time I think is, is something I'm very much excited about to to bring more of that classical Persian tone mm-hmm. to this city. You know, Austin is riddled with with bars and rock and roll and right. it, the whole city, you know, it rides on on curating music in a very rockish and bar environment, which is which is fine. It's fun. I've I've been gigging here since I was 19, uh, going to the University of Texas. You know, some of my first initial shows ever were were like at the Cactus Cafe, for example. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a phenomenal listening room. Mm-hmm. But the Scottish Rite is a theater, and we're not just putting on a concert. We're putting on a theatrical show. Yeah. We have these wonderful storytellers, these actresses that are flying in from San Francisco, and they're going to be carrying us through the night with a love story that begins from this hundred-year-old anthology of Persian classical music from the time of Daqajar all the way to 2016. What does it mean to be alive in our generation? You know, even beyond music or beyond the notion of creating some sort of art we're just trying to understand who we are right now Mm. and how do we go through the motions how do we express ourselves and not hurt others and not hurt ourselves and and be true to our nature absolutely i'm very curious you know where did music 
start for you? Like, where would could you even define, you know, your first experience with music? You know, I I have been asked this question many times, and I've always answered it differently mm. every single time. And I'm about to answer it again extremely differently because okay. I'm coming from a very different angle now. And I had a flashback to when I was eight maybe younger actually i think it might have been six god though when you when you're that young it's hard to differentiate you can't differentiate but i just remember i didn't really have to go to school so this was before kindergarten Mm. and there was a toy in the living room that was plastic and it was a xyl it was a plastic xylophone probably from toys r us and it was white it had the mallet attached to it by a string. And I remember I, I spent an entire day and a half mesmerized by this instrument. And I didn't really play it like a xylophone. I started hitting the sides and turning it into a percussive instrument. and mm-hmm. every, I, Almost like a disastrous cacophony. Mm-hmm. But I was so taken by it. And then I remember MTV would that's what I wanted to watch mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. and I was, I was into cartoons like most every other kid, but you could leave me on MTV with Mick Jagger or, and Madonna, you know, like a virgin and <laughs> be sitting there like mesmerized by the concept of making music. So I, I, I think I've always just loved it, you know? And then I began singing when I was 10 or 11. My father has a beautiful voice and, one night we were driving from from Corpus to Houston, and he was like, "Fatty, come and sing this part." And I and I sang it, and I I saw how excited he became by by me singing it at, at that young age. And I, you know, slowly encouragement kind of built up in my life, and you know, I I do have a a Simeon, is it Symbian or Simeon Crease? What is this called? Mm. I, I forget. I have no idea. I don't know, but, you know, for those of you who are interested, go look this up. I, I do have a Simeon crease. If, God, I'm talking about reading the hand, the poems. I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing this, but I, I went to India just recently. Can you see your hand? Hold it up. You see that? Oh, wow. Yeah, you see very that? distinct. It's distinct. <laughs> it's like it's like I was cut. Yeah. Uh, I don't have all these crazy lines in my hand. I mm-hmm. just have this one yep. straight shot that cuts my hand in half. Apparently, if you have, if both of your hands have this crease, the chances of having Down syndrome yeah, is like fifty percent higher. <laughs> well, but then I to- don't think you have Downs. But then Hillary Clinton and Tony Blair have it too. So I mean, wow. um, it's. But I went to India and I, this fortune teller on the side of a road was like, "Let me let me read your hand," and without knowing anything, he was like you have come to this earth to make music and leave. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, you can't really defy that. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. Uh, I probably am rambling now. No, but, not at all, dude. <laughs> this but, is great. But your question was, when did music enter my life? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it was Dustin. You know, maybe it's all of this is... Pr- hmm? uh, I heard stories about when you were in your mother's womb that you were always fidgeting and dancing and like moving around i think you were playing music all these rumors circulating on on facebook about (laughs) me and my mother's womb no i'm not not so sure about that actually (laughs) i would i would remember 
I would remember if I was kicking in my mom's womb. Would you? Yeah, I think it goes back to a greater question that I continuously ask uh, people and myself, and that's like, where, where does, where does it start? Like, are we kind of predestined coming in? Like, when we come into this planet, do we have something that's just, yep, you're connected in this way, and this is, you know, and it seems like to me. I mean, if you have someone on the side of the road taking your hand, like. You're gonna play music. I don't know anything about you, but you're here to play music and leave. I don't know what to say to that man. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's, I, I also believe everyone is a musician. I do too. Like, I, I, totally. I don't, I don't think this is a very, sp- you know, some people think you're, you're, cr- you're crafted in something, mm-hmm. and then, but music is so egalitarian. Like, life is music. Everyone. Even the way you walk is music. Mm-hmm. You really want to like break it down in an abstract way. I, yep. mean, I mean, right now I I I can't see myself doing anything but make music. You know, there was a time there was a I was like I went to college and I was even thinking about becoming a doctor at one point. Actually, that that's how I began my college career. It was like you know why go to you know the music school because I've been doing music since I was ten. Um, so I went into pre-med and took all this biology and, you know, I, I, I began having visions of the myco- mitochondria, like, you know, mm-hmm. in a band with the nucleus and, the, mm-hmm. you know, the ri- ribosomes and what I was like, no, it's, I, my mind is in music, yeah. you know, and I, now I'm, I'm, I'm running with it. Yeah, and I think that takes a lot to just follow what you know intuitively. That, like, um, that's what I'm into. And to just say, you know, society wants this, society says this is what's right, but just letting go of that and really following your own internal clock. You know, I dropped out of school to do photography, and I just knew the second I graduate, I'm going to be doing this exact business. Wow. And uh, so I just said, you know what? Why Why wait? Why struggle through these next two, three years and just, mm-hmm. you know, half-ass everything and, and, like, let's do what I want to do and do it right. So, you know, hats off to you. And hats off to anybody that just follows mm-hmm. their passion, you know. Don't listen to what everyone else says. Like, listen to yourself. And the second you can tap in and really start to say, yeah, this is what I feel, um, everything. That's when the magic starts to happen, the synchronicities. یاد من کن یاد من کن یاد من کن هر کجا دیدی به برسی آشقی با لبگزیدم یاد من کن یاد من کن یاد من کن Finding hope. Finding hope and holding on to it. And what is it that brings us hope? What What is it that makes us hopeful? It's kind of difficult these days. I mean, sometimes, I mean, 
it doesn't take a genius to like listen to the news and be like, what's going on? What would you define, you know, that makes you hopeful? You know, it's, it's a question I ask myself daily. Um, but, but what makes me hopeful is, is seeing the immediate reaction of people to an experience that uplifts them. Mm. Making people happy is what makes me hopeful. Yeah, the promise of something greater to come. And what is the name of this track? This is uh, So In Love, which is lyrics from the 1950s, both uh, in Iran and America. art forms it seems like there's there's a couple things at play there's the moment of transcendence when you totally submit to whatever it is that's running inside of you or however you like to perceive it there's this connection to source or this there's kind of like your yourself your cognitive self and then there's you know I've I've played guitar and I've done some music stuff and it seems like that is one of the few times that I completely lose any sense of thought or direction or control over what's happening. And it's like something else is there that's kind of channeling through me. And I'm curious your experience as a musician. When you're playing these songs in the studio or in front of a bunch of people, you know, do you, do you have, like, what's it like? Are you there or do you feel like, you know, there's another presence or like what, 
you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to answer this because it's like amnesia. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I got hit over the head or something. I'm, you know, and truth be told, I feel like a conductor. Uh, and not in the sense of like conducting an orchestra but Mm -hmm. like a super conductor like like a metal you put to a flame and it absorbs the heat Mm -hmm. um and my body actually just become hot like from head to toe i warm i warm up Mm -hmm. so it's it's like it's like running a marathon um but yet my but my heart beat stays pretty relatively paced and Mm -hmm. and right there you know where it needs to be and I'm I'm calm inside. I'm warm on the outside. There is peace. There is turbulence. It's it, I I feel all that's going on. I feel I feel that I am I'm human, you know. I'm obviously human. Mm-hmm. But there is something that isn't human that runs through me and that's the electricity, that's the energy, that's the source, whatever uh word you want to put mm-hmm. in there. And I, and I feel like when when a performer gets on stage, um, they they're evoking something that is transmitted through them. Uh, so it's difficult to even take credit. It's it's not it's less from me. It's less that I'm allowing it to flow through me. And I and I feel like everyone has that on or off switch, whether it's the medium of audio or visual mm-hmm. or. Or you know, even cooks. You know, some mm-hmm. some you you sit at the table of of a culinary masterpiece, and and you you see uh, Beethoven right before you, like dancing and moving through through the food. Um, we manicure and curate our world, all of us humans, by allowing something to transmit through us, and that is what unites us. That is what connects us, and. You kind of helped me answer my question now, actually going back, which is, that is hope. Mm. That is where I find hope. And that's where I think if we all could just allow the energy to move through us. And and on October 8th, you know, and just kicking it back to, to this date, mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's beautiful, smiling face ready to... You know, to move, to dance, to to sing, to laugh, to drink tea, to meet beautiful Yannick, who'll probably be there stationed, taking your photo, making you look <laughs> beautiful, because he is a magician. Looking forward to it, man. So, just to wrap this one up, uh, if you guys want to come out and support, on the 8th, October 8th, Go buy some tickets. Show up. You're going to have a really good time. Yasi, you want to give them the details on exactly where they can buy those tickets one more time? Yeah, you can get them at intothenight.brownpapertickets.com. And CDs will be available at the site. It's going to be an amazing show. Come out and support. Doors open at 8 again. I get up in the evening And I ain't got nothing to say I come home in the morning 
I go to bed feeling the same way. I ain't nothing but tired. Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself. Hey there, baby. I can use just a little help. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This comes for higher. Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Thank you everybody for listening. Really appreciate those ears. We know your time is valuable. And if you want to come to the show, I highly recommend it. It's going to be a beautiful moment. And uh, that is again at the Austin Scottish Rite Theatre, Saturday, October 8th at 8 p.m. The show will start at 8.30. And if you would like to buy tickets, you can check them out at intothenight.brownpapertickets.com. And you can also text or call 512-743-6997. And it's going to be an amazing show. If you want to support this podcast, go buy some brain juice, all-natural nootropic supplement. Go support West China Tea Company. And, of course, book yourself a headshot. Make yourself look good. Succeed in life. ThePerfectHeadshot.com. Thanks for listening. Can't start a fight Worrying about your 